perfectly fine. 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 You're listening to Everything is Fine in Southwest Washington, where we recognize that everything is not at all fine, discuss what we can do about it, and empower you to connect with your community. The U.S. military is the largest institutional polluter in the world. There is no corporation or industry that compares to the damage and devastation done by the U.S. war machine. So it makes sense when you look at the thousand or so bases, you know, the vehicles, the logistics, the infrastructure that really goes into holding this together. But then it goes so much farther than that. I mean, there's war games, there's the mock invasions of China, uh, there's the munitions testing in places like Guam and Puerto Rico. There's the arms manufacturers, right? There's the supply chain of weaponry. So the production and distribution of weapons. There's the proxy armies and, and countries that are utilized by the empire that we're not even backing, you know, on paper or whatever that we're funneling weapons into. All of these things, all of these things are hidden. They don't want us to know the enormous cost of U.S. empire to the environment, you know, and of course there's war in general, the decimation of, of infrastructure, of land, of culture. It's an ecological catastrophe. And there's a huge problem right now of kind of this disconnect and lapse of understanding in the environmental movement in general. As we face down the more serious effects of climate change and as tens of millions of people around the world are organizing accordingly to face, you know, oil production and put their bodies on the line to really resist some of this infrastructure that's continuing to drill. I think there's a disconnect with the environmental movement of the role that the U.S. military, the role of empire and imperialism plays in this continuous system. I mean, we're talking about a stage of capitalism that is extractive and that will continue to basically destroy any country that is left independent and not completely subservient to the U.S. empire. You know, it, it's a no-brainer to end private jets and luxury yachts. I think that's something we can all get behind. I think we should also ban frequent fire programs, which is something that people don't say as often. Uh, we do need to end industrial animal agriculture, uh, which would mean not zero meat eating, but a lot less meat eating for most people. This animal, industrial animal agriculture is responsible for very roughly 15% of the global heating emergency that we're in right now and uh, also quite a bit of the biodiversity emergency through the uh, destruction of forests uh, so that uh, people can have beef. The Democratic Party still, uh, uh, as far as I know, like uh, their, their latest party platform um, actually still uh, uh, did not end fossil fuel subsidies, protected fossil fuel subsidies, so we're still sending money uh, public money to the industry that's killing planet Earth. We all know that President Biden has been, uh, at least in his first two years in office, approving drilling permits at an even faster rate than Trump did. And he's been uh, kind of hiding behind uh, the Inflation Reduction Act, um, which uh, has been praised by those same fossil fuel CEOs. So they do not feel like that their business is threatened by the IRA. Um, I think they probably feel that uh, wh whether Republicans in office or Democrats in office, um, they're going to be fine. And if you look at the parts of the IRA that fund climate action uh, and you annualize that funding, 
Um, it comes out to about 6% of what the United States spends on its military in one year. I think we need a working class Green Party, a sort of Green Labor Party. And I think the climate movement has to merge with the labor movement. That's, I think, the next big thing that needs to come. Uh, these two movements should become the same thing, an anti-billionaire and corporate elite or destroying Earth movement. So uh, we need to realize working class on the left side of the spectrum and on the right side of the spectrum that we all need uh, a livable planet and that the ultra rich are destroying it for all of us. We still need a, uh, to rise up together against the real enemy, the rich sociopaths. Today, we're going to talk about biggest emitters, mm -hmm. and then we'll get into priorities. So I kind of organized this like biggest emitters by entity, by like sector, by nation, and by class, so we can look at, at right. everything through those like different... So are, <laughs> are we finally at the helpful episode? Or I think the, I mean it's quasi hopeful <laughs> episode. I mean I feel like this is the empowerment episode because you know we are navigating like who the biggest emitters are, like who to target, how to do our activism in the correct way, get the biggest bang for our buck, and how to prioritize. Um, yeah, like I what I hope for this episode is like. People can walk away and go, okay, like as an individual, what can I do? Like, what can I do in my life to be a climate activist? Because there's many different roles, right? right. Or to support climate activists. That's another key thing. So, yeah, I think it's a, an empowerment episode because, I mean, like you got to know who your enemy is before you even start fighting them. So I do, I do <laughs> like the word empowerment because I think like we... We can't, like, one of the things that I've struggled against forever, like, both in my, you know, my own tendencies and in, like, the frustration I see when this happens with other people is, like, the despair that we're all just, we're, we're all so fucked and we can't do anything, so why even bother? Exactly. Exactly. I think that's how a lot of people feel. They have no idea how to act, what to do. Um, I think, like a lot of people have been manipulated into like the idea that it's like your own individual choices and yeah. actions that because we are in such like an individualist society and because we've like been brainwashed like the system is the problem we're we're going to talk pretty deeply on like at least what i my view on what individual choices can be made and have that nuanced conversation about like you know, but that's, I mean, I'll just say right now, that's 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 the least of the things that she, people should be concerned about. I'm not saying, like, just be, like, a consumerist, like, piece of shit who doesn't care <laughs> and, and is just, like, a total hypocrite, like, you know what I mean? But, but yeah, I think that's where the, like, the, um, the, the feeling, the helplessness feeling comes from is... Because like, oh, you got to drive your car to get to work or you right. got to do X, Y, and Z thing. 
um, to survive or whatever, but actually like the system is at issue too. And, and it's like there, as we go through this, it's like, you're going to realize like there, there are things going on that are like completely not in any regular individual's fault. That is a, a completely outsized source of carbon emissions that like have nothing to do with your commute to work or whatever. Right. So yeah. Anyways, like that's, yeah, hopefully we can take people out of that, that helpless feeling and go, okay, now I see what we should be targeting, what the priorities are, and I can look at my life and see how I can contribute to making that change in in the most effective way. So yeah, that's what I hope people get out of this episode. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna kinda go it's climate change, all right. We gotta go macro. <laughs> we gotta we gotta talk about like the whole fucking, you know, the global situation, the situation with the United States, what we can affect you know, nationally, but of course this is a local podcast, local focused podcast. So it's, we're going to filter it through the local lens as well. As far as like entity, what do you think the biggest global emitter, global polluter is? It's, it's (laughs) so many ways I can go with this. (laughs) It is you in your car right now listening to this. <laughs> it's all your fault. God, I mean, my I, my first impulse would be say to say like, I I I I'm thinking the military or you know some manner of, you know the 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 big machine of capitalism. Who is military? Uh, well, obvious. I can't. Oh, <laughs> God damn it! I can't think of a small. And you know, I can't think of a small country right now. <laughs> gonna make a joke but um uh i think that would be our military so yeah we have the biggest military by far in the world we are an an empire an imperialist nation we actually don't have the highest population doesn't that go to china but probably but yeah we have a much larger military anyways yes the u.s military is the number one uh institutional polluter in the world The U.S. Department of Defense is the largest institutional consumer of fossil fuels in the world. This estimate is based on data from the Department of Energy because the Pentagon withholds fuel consumption data from Congress. What? Yeah. Yep. Withhold. And they don't pass audits. They just, they do whatever the fuck they want. That's a problem. (laughs) They're like the Clark County Council. They're like, we don't, you can't tell us what to do. We do whatever the fuck we want. Yes. Okay. Uh, So... Already, we're at we as individuals have to go take on the United States military industrial <laughs> complex. Yeah, it's a tall, it's a tall order. So, anyways, uh, so the Pentagon is a larger polluter than 140 countries combined, and is exempt from international climate talks. So, who the fuck in U.S. government could even put the brakes on this? Like, could would that happen at the presidential level? Would that happen at the congressional level? Like, could that happen at all? Is it just a thing unto itself that's going to keep going and going and going? I mean, I think a lot of people have opinions on that, but I think uh, a revolutionary movement to force the hands of power would be the most... Well, assuming... Well, that's that's... What I'm getting at is assuming you had, you know, a, a f- president who wasn't an asshole, a functioning Congress, like who would be, who would be the proper, um, 
who who could rein in the military industrial complex um, outside I think, of the military itself, which is not going to do shit. I think a president could. Yeah, okay. he's president is the commander in chief. Congress is like they hold the purse string supposedly, and they're the ones like that are supposed to declare war. But basically, presidents have set the precedent to like get around all of that, um, and you know just the the power of the bully pulpit itself and they are the executive branch so they could like get rid of all those old dudes that you know are there no matter what administration comes into play and kind of run the show um as far as like yeah the the military the imperialist project so yeah i think that and the most effective thing could be a president that uh okay that changes that and then how how is it that the military industrial complex is the biggest polluter? Like, what are they actually go? What are they actually up to? What are they doing right now? Yeah. The world? <laughs> yeah. I've lost well, so, track. Yeah. So yeah. I well. Okay. Yeah. There. There's. There's a lot there. But who is the United um, States at war with at the moment? So the U.S. T- well, proxy war with Russia. <laughs> proxy wars all over the place, right? We also have 800 military bases all over the world. And so those would be outside of the United States. They are not subject to EPA regulation. And I do have a few. Go ahead. Why do we need so many military bases? We got to defend the homeland. How? But (laughs) how did they? Are they just? Do do we need like a presence in every single country just to make sure it stays in line? Uh, Some people would say no, but apparently that's, yeah, that's what we've chosen to do. And yeah, I have a couple examples here um that are 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 pretty disgusting um actually the two examples i have are military bases that are like (laughs) that are part of the united states hawaii and alaska um but yeah so we're not we're carbon emissions yes big fucking deal with the u.s military but it's it's not just carbon emissions it's like it's all over so um you know it's like the destruction of land water yeah and fucking people's health oh my God. and everything so um uh, one example is listeners might be familiar with the red hill u.s navy fueling station in hawaii this was like about a year or so ago it was found that fuel was leaking into the aquifer contaminating the water with jet fuel causing chemical burns in the mouths of residents it of residents and uh injuring infants etc you'd see videos of people like literally like lighting their water that came out of the tap on fire to demonstrate because they're like oh yeah there's fucking fuel in this water and yeah the u.s navy denied this was happening as long as they could even as their own service members were being poisoned um similarly we've seen the cancer clusters of indigenous people at saint lawrence island alaska uh, from U.S. military bases where the U.S. has just come in, performed war games, weapons testing, and then abandoned these places without cleaning anything up. And then those are formally, are known as formerly used defense sites. So, yeah, I mean, we're we're doing all kinds of crazy shit, right? Well, yeah, and then just think about, like, yeah, just the, the manufacture of weapons. I mean, all of that oh. involves fossil fuels and, and just destruction of everything. But um, a couple notes about the 
current politicians unwillingness to confront this issue so back at cop 26 yeah so it's like the yearly summit it's called cop is the conference of parties so it's like the yearly climate summit that's like a world climate summit right it's heavily greenwashed this year they're gonna have like some saudi arabian fossil fuel guy literally like heading it yeah no every time i hear about it i was like yeah that's gonna do anything yeah so they like sit around congratulate themselves about how great they are doing a climate change um and they they don't i I think i did say this already but yeah the u.s military is um is exempt from those climate talks so literally they talk about everything else and how they could reduce reduce emissions but they just pretend I think I alluded this to this in a previous episode. They just pretend as if those emissions don't exist. They don't get included. They just, they don't talk about well, them. Obviously, then they don't exist. Yeah. Yeah. Exempt am, from international climate talks. This, this is so like cartoonishly evil. <laughs> this is just. <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like people want to live. If, if you're thinking the United States isn't an empire, then she's like. We keep we, we do this shit. Then you are uh, successfully propagandized. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It doesn't seem to matter who is in charge as far as presidential administrations. The funding and yeah, the overbloated military budget is a very much on a well, you know passed on a bipartisan we, consensus. We ha- More or less, the war machine rages on. Yeah. Right? Like, and nobody has the balls to stand up to it or to stop it. <laughs> okay, well, anyway, so a couple of notes about politicians' unwillingness, as we're discussing here, to confront this issue, to to challenge this issue of this insane military budget that we have and all the damage and death and destruction that it causes around the world. Our own governor, Jay Inslee, who ran for president in 2020, exclusively on the issue of climate change. I yeah. don't know if everybody remembers that. Yeah. I, if you're in Washington, you probably do just because he's our governor. If you're anyone else. Yeah, he, he was, was another he was, throwaway he white guy. Yeah, he, was, he was another <laughs> in a long list of white guys who didn't make it very far. Yeah. So when questioned at COP26, so last year's COP, uh, he refused to criticize the issue of the U.S. military's environmental destruction. Again, dude that ran exclusively on climate change said the U.S. military would be an innovator in dealing with climate change. What? Yes. Kind of similar to if, yeah, Elizabeth Warren, when she was running for president, she was like, oh, we're just going to agree. We're going to have solar fucking army tanks. We're going to we're just like we're going to green transition our like our fucking death weapons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, at this COP, Nancy Pelosi said we will need the military to deal with national security issues such as war over resources and the influx of cl- climate migrants. So she sees a solution again, as most politicians see it, as electrifying the military rather than ramping down our outrageous so, military <sighs> budget altogether, largely unaccountable military budget you know, reducing consumption. Like nobody is like, oh, let's actually like deal, like actually solve climate change by like reducing consumption or reducing the military budget. They just think they can like keep doing the same shit. They can lawyer their way out of it with some, you know, some loophole. Yeah. Or they're exactly like they can negotiate with physics. Like once again, like (laughs) we're just not going to count those emissions over there where these are exempt from the talks and therefore they don't happen. It's like, it's fucking, these people are insane. 
The numbers are looking a lot better if we just leave out the numbers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they figured it. They <laughs> solved climate change. Carissa. Those numbers are inconvenient. And also, like how sick she's like. Oh, she's like pointing out the horrible things that are going to happen as a result of climate change worsening like yeah. migrants and shit yeah. but and wars over water and shit but she's just that's just her excuse for like increasing it, the military more instead of like wait maybe we could like prevent those wars for water and prevent yeah. those climate migrants from needing to migrate in the fucking first place like it's insane it, it kind of sounds like this gathering they're having is just one big cop out Ooh, cop out 26. <laughs> cop out. The one this year, cop out 27, dude. Oh my God. Someone needs to coin that. We need to like, that's fucking perfect. Wait. Uh, okay. Um, I should also <laughs> note here, of course, corruption is very related to this. Um, Nancy Pelosi's arms dealer donors include Lockheed <laughs> Martin, which funds her Pack to the Future pack, which is one of those pack, connected they, packs. They that's actually connected called to, that the Pack to the Future. Yes, Pack, pack to the Future. Boo. Uh, Boeing, Honeywell, Raytheon, and General Dynamics wow. um, are all. There's there's some people you want to be you know proud to be sponsored by. Yeah. So no questions the Democrats, asked. By the way. Yes, the Democrats. Of course, we should note that the Republicans are no better. The U.S. the bloated military budget increases every year on bar- bipartisan lines. Like absolutely, this issue in particular, it's like largely the same. I, nobody challenges the fucking military industrial. No, yeah, nobody. There is this whole thing with like the people being like, oh, the Republicans are the anti-war party now because they're like, because you have like Marjorie Taylor Greene oh, against off. the Ukraine war, a you know, uh, aid we're sending to Ukraine. But it's like when you actually dig deeper, it's like it's actually you don't have to dig very deep. They say this very loudly. They're like, no, we are very supportive of this and we think that all our resources need to go to fighting China. Yeah, because that's could, a great idea. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, like, absolutely Republicans know better, but, like, do not trick yourself about the fucking Democrats either, par- yeah. particularly on the issue of of the U.S. military. And, yeah, like, it's, yeah, it's just insane that it's got to this point, like, where it's, like, you cannot, you, you like, it, if you question the U.S. military, it's, like, you must be a commie, you must hate our yep. veterans. It's, like, no, I actually just don't want our veterans to, like, keep getting set to pointless shitty wars where they die and get hurt and get PTSD. I actually just want there to be less people hurt. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no, that's, that's not patriotic. You got I know. you to be a true yeah, patriot. Sorry. You've got to throw your veterans into the meat grinder. Exactly. You exactly. have to what chew those fuck? people up and spit them out. Just like capitalism. Get, the, get your 18 year old sons out get there. Your, throw yeah, them in the, you, what are you? Yeah. <laughs> fucking communists <laughs> wanting your kids to be okay. <laughs> They need to die for the greater good. We're not quite sure what the greater good is, but you know, we'll start with the die and we'll we'll make an excuse yeah, later. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We'll we'll come up with a story after the fact. Yeah. Um. A, a, another point to make. So you know, the Democrats they passed the Inflation Reduction Act. You know, the thing where like. <laughs> environmental groups could not even agree on whether it was a net good for the environment oh, because sounds it, like some sounds awesome yeah sounds yeah like we're making some real forward progress there yeah we got we got tax rebates for heat pumps and shit whatever but um you know some some investments in clean energy still the point being they're touting this as uh, the, the biggest legislation the biggest investment 
to deal with climate change in in history. It's like what? But before there was nothing. Yeah. So y- even oh, the that, littlest that thing could shit, be that shit is exactly what one of my previous employers tried to pull right before I quit. We are going like they were they were offering me a a. They had been cheating me for years on my wages. They were offering me a raise, which was did not bring me up to living wages. Even though I was doing like the, the job of two people, I was busting my ass. And they, as a company, they were making historic profits and boasting about it, <laughs> like in their shitty little newspaper. Um, <laughs> like the, the the level of exploitation was through the roof, and I had gotten fed up. And I was talking to like the person, not not the bosses, but the person who was an intermediary to the bosses, because you know it was like layers of bullshit um but anyway what they offered was he was like trying to tout it as well this is this is by the state by you know the percentages that a company will usually raise an employee's wages this is huge this is like um you know people don't get this big raise i'm like yeah but you started at you started in basically a negative exactly. <laughs> like you're not you're you're raising it up to zero and then you're touting woohoo look at how awesome this is you are still well below the mark my dude yeah it's like <laughs> oh this is the best we've ever done it's like no it was actually right. so you, shitty you, before that like what, this i i told you like i I need this much to live on. You're saying, no, we can't go up to that much, but you know, it's a big leap from like how, how much we were screwing you over before. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's yeah, not just, what you should be focused. That's not the metric we should be using here. Yeah. It's and, called a professional mind fuck. All yeah, right? You know that. Do. I know that you're trying to, you're trying to flim flam me <laughs> into like, accepting this obvious bullshit and i hear you say that and i hear the, that's exactly what that is yeah that's exactly what that is the biggest investment in clean okay well yeah so let's let's bust through that flim flam so just six percent so the ira is equivalent the spending in the ira is equivalent to six percent of the u.s military budget six percent imagine if we took i mean some god forbid fucking all of that that military budget and put it toward dealing with i don't know the biggest fucking threat to the the united states and the world and fucking everybody like that this should be like the biggest national defense issue it's the fucking climate crisis it's like the, the planetary defense issue of our fucking time like the only thing that even comes close to it is like i don't know nuclear war but we're just like we're ramping up the possibility of of that through oh, yeah. our our war activities right our oh, yeah. imperialist activities so it's fucking crazy six percent Six. Yeah, I should note as well because I think, I mean, I think it's becoming like more known. But as far as the the larger climate movement, it seems that the U.S. military is not like getting the prioritization it deserves. I mean, obviously, like the fossil fuel industry, f- like fuels and create and helps create right. all of these weapons and everything. So I think fossil the fossil fuel industry should. I mean we'll get there but you know that should be the number one target so i'm not saying that people have that wrong but there is a it's a it's a little bit missing from the climate conversation yeah. uh, compared to like how big of a deal it is yeah. so i did just want to say a lot of the reason i'm aware of this is um a my favorite citizen journalist actually abby martin is coming out with a documentary soon hopefully um called earth's greatest enemy that 
details very thoroughly like the the issue of the u.s military and yeah and the like the shit that its military bases are doing all over the world and um yeah just the fact that it is the number one polluter in the world and Mm -hmm. it's that documentary is meant to be kind of like an intervention into the the larger climate movement to be like hey look over here guys like what you know yeah okay and so then we've got like the biggest emitters by sector there's like ways where it could be broken down like even smaller or whatever but my focus is going to be the top two because largely they they make up almost the entire pie as far as emissions so first of all fossil fuels that power our energy sector for industry transportation and heating um, makes up about 73% of global emissions. I don't think that's going to be much of a surprise to everybody. Like mm-hmm. that, for example, it's like you could break that down into like industry and transportation and like, look, you know, how much of that is airplane flight and like all of that. But generally, right, 73% is the energy sector, which could be solved by reducing consumption, I think largely by industries that, don't or you know not creating a bunch of shit we don't need and industries that don't really need to exist or serve a fucking public purpose really but anyways or you know transitioning to renewable energy that would be a good solution too so yeah no surprises there so of course like i just said uh targeting the fossil fuel industry is rightfully the 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 fossil fuel industry on the whole is rightfully like the number one target for us. I mean, 73% mm-hmm. of, of emissions, but the second most culprit takes up to 16 to 18% of greenhouse gas emissions globally and is something we could theoretically stop tomorrow. This sector would be animal agriculture. <laughs> oh, <laughs> AKA livestock farming. Did, was that surprised you? I mean, it was, it was, I just had flashbacks to the whole, like when the Green New Deal first appeared and the whole cow farts thing. And they're like, yeah, we're going to get into the the cow farts. The stupid fucking absurdity of all that. I was like, okay. They're trying to take your burgers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But I mean, I'm sure it, I'm sure it is more complex than just that. Well, yeah. So we can get into that complexity a little bit. So, so first of all, it's responsible for mass deforestation, destroying our wild areas emitting millions of tons of carbon into the atmosphere while doing so and decimating those natural carbon sinks sinks that sequester the gas Mm -hmm. and two contributes two of the most harmful greenhouse gas gas emissions to the atmosphere those being methane and nitrous oxide and then that's without getting super deep into the even more staggering environmental implications of of this industry so Starting with the greenhouse gases, nitrous oxide is about 300 times more potent of a greenhouse gas than carbon dioxide. The animal agriculture industry is responsible for 74% of all nitrous oxide emissions in the U.S. So then we've got methane emissions. Um, So methane is 84 times more potent than carbon, 25 times more potent if you're talking its 100-year global warming potential. That's often a measurement that's used. and that's because it like persists in the atmosphere for about a decade. So Jesus. it's a, it persists in the atmosphere a lot less than carbon does. H- carbon is like hundreds of years to bring down our greenhouse gases em- emissions. Like like methane would be the the number one target because it does it only persists for ten years. However, 
during that 10 years. And because we're like so close to those t- tipping points, like it's it's 84 times. Yeah. The amount that carbon is. Yeah. And it's like once we hit those tipping points. Yeah. You know, we're not so <laughs> we're likely not going to survive that. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of question there. But anyways, so, you know, 84 times more potent in the near term, 25 times more potent than carbon over the the um, 100 year global warming potential is what they call it. So I don't know. People might be familiar with that. But either way, a lot more potent than carbon dioxide. Right. So. Um, so cows are pretty notorious for being those primary methane emitters, but other ruminant animals commonly raised for food, such as goats and sheep, also emit methane through the enteric fermentation process and livestock manure for CAFOs. And that means concentrated animal feed operations, including hog manure. Mm-hmm. So all of those things emit methane. Cows get the rat, the bad rap because of the burps. Right. But other animals do that. And I think that beef is like the number one issue, yeah. but it's it's just like really the commodification of of animals and their oh, dairy yeah. products and shit that's the problem and just in the amount that we consume too. Like I think that we're really prone to black and white thinking like where people are like, "Well, I there like there's no way I you know, I could be a vegan or whatever. Like, right. first of all, pretty, unless you got a lot of, uh, dietary issues and allergies. Yes, you probably can. But number two, it's like, just try reducing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we, we just eat so much meat that like to the point where it's not even healthy. Um, like people can reduce their consumption and like, you don't have to be labeled anything. You don't even have to tell anybody about it. Like you could right. just, not eat as much or whatever. You know what I mean? But does that really like, again, that goes back to individual action of, I can reduce my meat consumption. That's not going to necessarily impact the amount of animals they're slaughtering or the amount of burgers that are being made. Like to fill this need of, well, yeah, if everybody did stop eating meat tomorrow, there, there would be a reduction in demand, I would say, but yeah, that is an argument about individualism versus, versus not and i think it's like it's an it's a nuanced oh it's a nuanced not, it's question n- but not you even can an still, argument it's just me trying to feel my way through that yeah um i i think the larger issue is yeah it's the commodification of it and like and how big animal agriculture has gotten so huge and how they manipulate us into telling us we need this product that we don't i mean it's the same as like big pharma or anything else the the commodification is the problem okay so last thing i was talking about was hog manure um (laughs) 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 okay a couple specific examples regarding how bad animal agriculture is for the planet a recent data-driven investigation by the Bureau of Investigative Journalism, The Guardian, Reporter Brazil, and Forbidden Stories shows systematic and vast forest loss oh. linked to cattle farming in the Amazon, estimating 800 million trees have been felled in just oh. over six years oh. between 2017 and 2022. And so just a reminder that we've got rainforest experts right now believing that the Amazon is very close to or quite possibly has reached its tipping point. So yeah, this is not, this is what I mean by like, it's like, it's not the demonization of the cow. I fucking love cows. I don't, I don't like to eat them, but it's the fact or we the have eating. so like you, we 
need so much meat that we have so many cows that we are destroying yeah and we're we got a clear space for that and like which is not good for cows either because they're just like leading short miserable lives exactly i mean it's not good for for anybody and then do we do lose like i i do enjoy a good burger and it's incredibly easy for me to get a good burger because i can just go down and fucking you know pay and get one and it just manifests out of thin air well Uh, see and exactly it's like well that you could enjoy that good burger once a week instead of every night and that would actually probably help your i'm not saying you actually have a burger every night (laughs) i don't know what you eat philip not quite every night but like it's not necessarily healthy to fucking do that anyway you know what the irony is the irony is that when i get depressed i tend to eat and then that is a comfort food i turn to so when i get depressed (laughs) over climate change i eat more cows um but but interestingly also like the my burger consumption and my meat consumption went down during the pandemic when it just wasn't as easy to like Oh, Zip. a restaurant wasn't yeah, serving restaurant it up wasn't for you. Serving it up, yeah. Um, and you know what? I I hardly gave that a second thought. Like it wasn't like I am I am so in need of a burger right now. It's just oh oh I haven't had a burger in like forever, huh? But my original point was like if we had to, if it was incumbent on, if it was incumbent on me to like have this cow to slaughter this cow to make this cow into the burger and to eat this burger, like if that were the process if we hadn't completely lost touch through the mechanization of all these, these things, I would never fucking have another burger in my life. Cause I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna kill something for it. But because all that blood and misery is kept off screen, it's sanitized. Because the, yes. And, yeah. My connection to the reality of a burger is the teenager, you know, taking my order and bringing it out. Like, yeah, that's it. Exactly. And in relation to the environment, it's like, you're not in the fucking Amazon scene. Right. We're not in the Amazon. Like clearing yeah. up the fucking... What does the Amazon and the death of the planet have to do with Southwest yeah. Washington? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to... It's like... I don't know. Especially with the the animal agriculture stuff. That's that's why I try to like just make the environmental case about it. And I don't even talk to about the, the moral case about it. Because, you know, people have different opinions on that but like just i mean the these facts are real and the, the these facts remain yeah. and i think that we could do a whole lot of emissions reductions by way of like reducing like very greatly the mm-hmm. the animal and especially like you know the big the the large you know corporate animal agriculture industry you know the concentrated animal feed operations and all that shit yeah you know what the the more i think about it the more we need another pandemic (laughs) like the traffic (laughs) went down the air travel went down the you know the the (laughs) amount of meat you were consuming went down for a couple years there it was like real nice we just we need we need something to make people fear for their lives yeah people were like gardening and shit too and like making their own bread and shit like it, and then if you, if you go outside and, and try to like fuck with the world you die yeah <laughs> i really think corona was the best we didn't know how good we had it with corona hot take on this podcast oh my god in, true that dude true in, that and also the other side of that coin though is i did know like people who like lost a whole lot of family members to that whole whole nightmare and i'm not i'm not actually advocating for another 
you know, viral outbreak, but it is worth noting like some of the massive silver linings that kind of came with that. And as soon as that ended, everybody's got to go back to the office. Things that we learned. Yeah. 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 And capitalism learned, fuck all capitalism learned like, Oh, we need to get these workers back into the office so we can control them. Yeah. Like everybody knows morbid humor is kind of our thing so if people want to talk shit to us just, about, just a little bit like that. but there's 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 lines i want to at least make yeah clear exactly this is, like, this yeah. is i am not at i am not li- i am not advocating for bioweapon right yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> okay so beyond the deforestation and the burping you've got to feed all of these animals before you slaughter them and while you're taking their milk so we're growing all this food, using all these resources just to feed these animals that are headed to eventual slaughter anyways. And instead of just feeding humans those calories from plants with way less of an impact. Um, and on this note, I want to address a common misconception we hear often, um, usually from meat eaters that are criticizing vegetarians. A lot of people like to say that soy is so terrible um, for the environment and a huge driver of deforestation. But what they forget to mention is that that's not really true because only one-fifth of all soy produced is used for human consumption, while 77% of it is used as feed for livestock. Mm. So, like, if we theoretically weren't eating all this meat, then we wouldn't need to grow all this extra... Like, our soy consumption would... Human soy consumption would go up to some degree, right? But you're... But the soy production overall would go down, and also you'd be reducing all the land you're deforesting yeah. for meat, for you know, for cows it's to a, fucking another, raise another and thing be somewhere. We don't think about those cows have to exist in physical space exactly before they become burger. <laughs> and, you know exactly, which is yeah, a driver of deforestation. It's like we just don't have the land for that, and we're like turning this land into fucking savanna. Oh, God, I hate all this big picture stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so depressing. <laughs> I know. I know. We'll get to the... Well, we have to... Yeah, we have to trudge through it. It sucks, this but... The, this is the empowerment episode, yeah. just to remind everyone. <laughs> <laughs> this okay. is the one you're going to walk away feeling great about things. Oh, okay. And then... Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. So, this... I This is, a like, a very specific related story so it's related to animal agriculture i wanted to share this with you philip i've like been dying to share this since i learned about this um in one of my classes uh for some some project i was doing i i uncovered this story and it fucking blew my mind so it's not only related to animal agriculture but it's also it's just exemplifies how fucking stupid everything is and how fucked our food system is um so let me lay it out for you here so are you, are you aware that the Colorado River is drying up? I mean, not particularly. But You're probably aware generally that shit's drying speaking, up. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's not a huge shocker. That is that is not that didn't come out of left field. Yeah, you I were like, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Like, isn't every river drying up? Yeah. Okay. But yes. So so the Colorado River is drying up. It's in a state of emergency, and the Colorado River is a very big deal, and this is why. So this river normally provides water for the people of seven states, 29 federally recognized tribes, and northern Mexico. But that's not all. 70% of Colorado River water goes to growing crops. Many of this in the desert. Um, So anyways, 
So the majority of the crops that are being grown there are very thirsty crops like alfalfa and other grasses to feed cows for meat production. Jesus. Yeah, as soon as you said alfalfa, it's like, oh, what eats alfalfa? <laughs> what could the, where could this be going? And there's more. Okay, oh, like God. it's even worse. And mi- okay, wait, yes, and and many of those grasses are exported to the Middle East and Asia, notably to our totally legit friends in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> our, our pals. <laughs> <laughs> and like this is a very deep story so i'm like trying to summarize it so i won't go too far into the fuckery and corruption that led to this whole arrangement other than to say that we're at the point that a saudi arabian alfalfa company owns almost ten thousand acres in farmland in vicksburg arizona wait what <laughs> it gets worse and that the lobbyist for a saudi arabian alfalfa company was elected to the maricopa county arizona's board of supervisors what? just last year <laughs> that is parody that is insane <laughs> yeah dude yes that is, that is- beyond parody that is like what the fuck so this this uh, this is what i didn't expect (laughs) yes exactly so it's like like the meat production like that's part of the story but like it's just an example of how this whole like capitalism is efficient thing is a fucking lie it's like so a saudi arabian company so okay so you and i we can't even buy a fucking house yeah we live here yeah but some fucking company well, in, in another country do, that does questionable fucking things, owns 10,000 acres in fucking Arizona. Right. And is like siphoning water that people like need and could be growing like food and calories for people, you well, know, well, and animals. I'm not saying like we should starve all the animals and humans. Like, it's like we could just like not breed as many cows because we because all we're doing is breeding them for fucking consumption. Right. That's. that's not a great thing for the cow and then imagine like imagine the shipping emissions like shipping fucking alfalfa to fucking like in saudi arabia what the fuck and and there's like this whole like water war going on there between like people that like residents that need it and the sick thing too is like a bunch of people are like moving to the fucking desert because like you know to arizona and shit because the the they're like becoming one of the only places that are like affordable, uh, oh, like no. housing wise and everything. So it's like, it's super fucked. And you see how like climate change is just going to like fuck people like that because the rich are going to be able to like go afford places where they're not like fucking water deprived. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the poor people, the rest of us are going to go, have to you know potentially i fucking hope not but that will be the the effects to some degree we'll have to like migrate to places where you know what i mean like yeah people go to 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 those areas because it's, it's cheap yeah it's they go to places that are yeah and so, that's usually where they're targeted for fucking uh pollution and shit too oh well, yeah there's a reason those areas are cheap exactly like, exactly <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a great deal you're getting you're going there not because it's a great deal but because you literally can't afford to live anywhere else well yeah and so like all these people are flocking to fucking arizona and shit meanwhile like the water's running out and then so they're going to be tapping the water even more right and cre- it's going to create even more of a problem like it's fucking crazy and at the same time that this is happening 
a fucking again Saudi Arabian oil fucking alfalfa company just gets so, to take all the water for yeah. their alfalfa and take it no, to no. Ca- capitalism can still work <laughs> we just need to like turn the military industrial complex towards Saudi Arabia and it'll fix everything yeah god yeah. <laughs> God damn. What about this system is efficient? Like, it's not efficient at all. It's not resource efficient. It's like, dude, it's the same thing as like, let's just, let's just not count those military emissions. Mm -hmm. We're going to pretend they don't exist. It's like, that's basically how we've run everything is we just pretended the tax taxing the environment doesn't exist the resource depletion doesn't exist and you don't have to pay for the fucking cost of that therefore it's efficient for you the this is my fucking corporation mind-boggling how how bad this is like just on a basic common sense level this this shouldn't i i did why why it's Why? just looting. It's just, just yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just lining your own pockets at the expense of literally everything. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. And it, yeah. Fuck. And it it really just puts the. I mean, yeah. Hopefully, we'll do some other episodes like, like kind of questioning am, that. But like I the idea of private property, nationalist, really. But also, this is fucking American soil. Maybe you should just. Well, I know, like, just the fact that yeah, exactly. It's like I consider myself an an internationalist like i have international solidarity but this isn't the this question is, it's like it's really a question of like fucking common sense what makes sense and and yeah like it's i i mean it's like how it, it calls into question private property at all yeah. for me honestly because it's like okay how can a fucking company like this random entity again that that is because not even on our company. soil because gets, it's a company yeah and so they can purchase ten thousand, you know and then there's many other stories like there's there's many stories like this in Clark County where you have all these rich mofos that just own land or own a railroad company (laughs) (laughs) or whatever and want to do like fucked up shit that is completely against the public good and the public's trying to resist it but they 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 have the they have a lot of rights because they fucking constant running battle of shitty thing pops up community like but beats back shitty thing shitty thing pops up somewhere else community beats back and sooner or later the shitty thing is going to get like it's gonna win because it can just keep it can just keep coming yeah yeah i mean it's yeah you can fucking go down the rabbit hole in like a a thousand different directions with just that one story i feel like of like how absolutely fucked everything is and how backwards and like topsy-turvy like (laughs) it's like why did we do this why who why um okay but anyways unless you have anything to say about that no just pure (laughs) screaming outrage like i i can't even other than a primeval wordless scream lasting for about five minutes i really have no response just I, I, that that legitimately pisses me off like not just the 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 fucking the fucking greed and corruption and stupidity and all this perfect storm of of like fucking everything and everyone that's what i'm saying dude like that's why i've been like sitting with this story for six months and i'm like i've got to tell somebody <laughs> about this it's fun like every day like it keeps me up at night like i swear to god 
<laughs> it's like stories like those, you know, just like, what the fuck? Okay, we'll move on then. Biggest emitters by country. So we know that the wealthier nations of the world, including the United States, emit the most greenhouse gases uh, from our world in data.org. Uh, the U.S. is responsible for 25% of historical global emissions, so more than any other country to date, and twice more than China, because, you know, oh. we always like to deflect to China about our problems. Yeah. <laughs> twice more than China. And when we talk about historical emissions, uh, the, you know, those emissions are still up there. Yeah. Right? So um, as far as carbon, uh, so they're still remaining in our atmosphere. So... We are responsible for those, even though they happened in the past. <laughs> um, so then the the European European Union would be the second one. Um, they're comprised of 28 countries. So the EU together has historically contributed 22% of global emissions. Um, countries that are the larger emitters today, like India and Brazil, are still in no way near the larger contributors across the historical record. Africa, notably, has remained very low in emissions contributions, both historically and today. And, um, yeah, I don't know if you've heard of this, Philip, like, uh, when we talk about, like, kind of globally, like, the wealthy countries versus the poor countries, um, a a lot of it is characterized as like the global north versus the global mm-hmm. south. Yeah. Um, so it's like, you know, the global north is like by far has always and is emitting the most. Um, but the global south, of course, like just just because like the their positioning on the planet, but also like their lack of resources because they're the poorer countries, they're going to have less less options for dealing with climate change. So they have historically like done very little to contribute to the problem yet they are getting the hardest hit and will continue getting the hardest hit um, by what we've done. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of talk about, like, what would be the, like, what would be justice for them, like, in helping them deal with climate change, and you know what I mean? But sadly, I, I doubt the U.S. Uh, wants to fucking do anything I'm, about I'm that. I'm sure that's a top priority when they can just, like, when they're, doing so well on addressing the root issues well exactly it's just like yeah the poor always get shit on i mean they that that happens in within our own borders right um so yeah it's really fucking sad because they like we created this problem we continue to exacerbate this problem and they're bearing the brunt of it and they didn't fucking do anything yeah so moving on to biggest emitters by class so by class by class Rich people. Yes. Carbon inequality. (laughs) So, um, and just a note before we kind of get into it, this, I think this is the the thing that often gets ignored by those more old school environmentalists. They don't want to see the intersectionality of a lot of this stuff um, and how the inequality created by capitalism is like interlinked with the climate crisis. Right. Yeah. Carbon inequality. So... But luckily, I, I would say, I think the newer climate movement like kind of understands this very clearly. So that's, um, that's a good thing. So we have mass wealth inequality in this country, as well as inequality on a global scale. I think I just touched on that, uh, which also means we have the wealthiest emitting much more greenhouse gases uh, as they carry out their outrageous, extravagant lifestyles. Um, more so, more greenhouse gases than anybody else. 
Um, so I think that's obvious, right? Like you already knew that I already mm -hmm. knew that. Um, but I think to actually spell out the extent of how bad the disparity is, um, is quite shocking. So I'm going to, going to read those, uh, <clears throat> facts to you. So this was a Oxfam study about a year ago showed that just 125 billionaires, so 125 people, right. billionaires, but just 125 people emit an annual average that is a million times higher than someone in the bottom 90% of humanity. <laughs> <laughs> there's more <laughs> I regret I that the listener can't see the expression on my face right now because it just is the, just this should be our picture our profile being dude let's round them up let's round them up <laughs> <laughs> so furthermore the top 10% of the world's population, so still the wealthiest, the top 10% yeah. earn, earning wise of the world's population are responsible for about half of all greenhouse gas emissions. Half. Wow. So most half. of- Half. Yeah. We could cut emissions in half if we just took these assholes money. And this is what we mean by like, we have to- change the system it as a climate change solution that's what we mean like if you are ignoring this then there there's no hope for you or there's no hope for anybody if we're fucking ignoring this because right. this is like the the main one of the main problems here so yeah again your commute yeah i mean great like we'll get it again we'll get into individual actions and and what at least what i think about those and you'll share what you think about those but I mean, if there are much, much bigger billionaire fish to fry here, literally so. fry, <laughs> literally fry, and that ain't, I'm not talking about climate change. There, I'm not talking about the natural course of things. I am talking. We need to fucking fry these billionaires right now. Okay, so um, <laughs> yeah, we could transition from. Cow meat to billionaire meat. I, seriously, I they, they take up a around, lot but. less pasture. <laughs> Our final meat consumption. I, let's could just be. let's. We're sending them in one of those those rockets you were talking about. We'll, we'll just, get to that. Yeah. yeah. Fucking, oh. Oh no! I'm sure those are, those are those, those are rockets that run on clean natural <laughs> gas. They're fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah okay perfect what a great segue okay well first i will say most of the emissions um about 70 percent happen through their investments but for funsies we're gonna talk about just how monstrous these people and their lifestyle behaviors are so we're gonna talk about a little bit about jeff bezos and uh elon musk again so Bezos tried and almost succeeded in having a historic bridge in the Netherlands dismantled because he couldn't fit his super yacht what underneath it. What a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> that was a Will recent news story. Soulless garbage. And he like almost got it. Like I'm sure. I mean luckily yeah, he didn't succeed, but yeah. <laughs> um he also takes recreational space trips um on the Blue Origin oh, spacecraft. God. Just Please, one of the people working on the Blue Origin, just make a mistake. 
make a mistake that won't be like won't kick in until he's in space and then Ejecting. just have it all yeah just have, <laughs> have the ejector seat go off um, <laughs> when okay. it's in space but this it gets worse so a few weeks ago it was reported that an instrument on board the in- international space station detected a plume of methane what? aka natural gas you're- AKA 2587 uh, times more <laughs> potent than carbon uh, in the short term, uh, coming from Bezos's West Texas ranch where he tests his rockets. What? And he is developing, what? and he's developing a rocket that runs on LNG, which is yeah methane. Um, that was a well, joke. Basically, all methane. No, that was a joke no. I made about running on natural yeah, gas. No, I, I mean, <laughs> what is happening? Our world is a fucking parody. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a goddamn sick comedy. Oh my um, god! Oh my god! Yeah. So the gas released was analyzed and estimated to be escaping at 1.5 metric tons per hour. Um, a fun fact, by the way. <laughs> the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality doesn't impose limits on methane emissions or require disclosure of releases. Ah! God damn it. So this was like an, like an accidental detection. Like they weren't, you know what I mean? They're like, oh, well, wait, what the fuck? What's coming from Texas? Jesus. Yeah, like they're not monitoring that. Again, like. Oh, we have to change the number again now. <laughs> Bezos just let off another big whatever. If we don't see it, it doesn't exist. If we don't, okay, everybody turn this way. Bezos's ranch is about to go up again. <laughs> so Elon Musk similarly also burns mass amounts of rocket fuel. Of course he does. For his faulty fucking rockets that keep exploding just like his vehicles. <laughs> You're going to like this one, Philip. It was reported by Newsweek on August 9th, so this year, this month. Uh, that Elon had once again blasted a hole into the ionosphere. Oh my, no! With one of his rockets, which can cause radio blackouts and fuck with G- GPS signals. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yes. Who, like, fucking arrest these people? But, Philip, they're the leaders away. of the clean energy no, transition. No, nobody firing off rockets for funsies is going to be leading a clean energy transition. But what about the electric trucks? <laughs> your two-day shipping, dude. What about, what about yes. the Teslas? Yes. <laughs> two-day shipping on an electric truck. That's going to be, that's great. And then I can, I can just ride around guilt-free. Let's stop idolizing these shitty people. And yeah, their intentions are never good. No, but yeah, some more some more fun ones. I got some celebrity ones for you here, Philip. Oh, good. Um, so other no- <laughs> other notable psychotic wealthy individual emitters include overrated hip hop artist and notorious <laughs> Astro World mass murderer Travis Scott. I've never heard of this dude. <laughs> Listeners will know, and his Kardashian partner. Oh. Married to a Kardashian. Real, of course he is. Uh, who brag about their matching his and her private jets. What? And who have been tracked taking less than 20 minute flights on I, them. I am I am sorry. What did, did, did that? Those are words that came out of your mouth. Yeah. His and her private jets. Yeah. There's like, they had like a photo on Instagram a oh while back where it was like, you should we take yours or not mine? Even fucking, it's not even a private jet. They've got separate private jets. 
I cannot believe this shit. But you're a piece of shit for driving to work. I. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's hard to argue with that. <laughs> I am. <laughs> and I- <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> And then I alluded to this on the last one, I think. Taylor Swift, everybody's oh. favorite for some reason. Taylor Swift. Uh, this is the only one I really like. I Oh, I've heard of that person. Yeah, right? Yeah, I'm it's so, hard to keep I'm track so, of all these you know, like, new... Dis- disassociated from like music and celebrity co- current music and celebrity culture then. no like, yeah oh i actually know who taylor swift is yeah you're like okay all right yeah so taylor swift is by far the number one celebrity abuser of private jet use um whose private plane made 170 trips in just a seven month window what? in 2022 which created what? estimated flight emissions of 8,293.54 tons of carbon. Oh, my God. And was averaged by Yard, who put together this report, to be 1,184.8 times the average person's carbon emissions. And that's just her flight emissions. I mean, that's not... I'm sure she's got all kinds of questionable investments and other shit that she does, right? Like, that's that's just how she gets around. <laughs> one person it's just you know you need to go down the road for a burger you know you just hop in your private jet and you <clears throat> hey but she's bringing that economic activity to these cities on her world tour right now philip didn't she like get like i <laughs> world tour <laughs> didn't world she like tour. get greeted by our fucking senators when she came to washington or something like i, rem- I was like would not what surprise me in the least but i didn't hear about it it's like thank you thank you for putting all these people in a fucking crowded dude <laughs> Yeah, Look, you 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 have successfully herded our little like the the th- little peons we suck money out of. Thank you for the economic activity and carbon emissions, Taylor Swift. Fuck you, Taylor Swift. Uh, and, and fuck Musk and Bezos and all y'all shitheads. And Travis Scott and whichever Travis, Kardashian yeah. is with, I won't even just we'll 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 do fuck all of the Kardashians. <laughs> yeah. Just on yeah, 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 like, we're not, not singling out one of you. What? Yeah, we're an all inclusive podcast here. <laughs> yeah, where is where the fuck? Yeah, why didn't I see all shit heels? Kim Kardashian. I'm sure she's got a fucking yeah private jet footprint there. Just to rag on Taylor Swift a little more, so she like she by far was the number one abuser. Like by like the second person was Floyd Mayweather, and she emitted a thousand metric tons more in that in that uh, you know sample period they were reviewing a thousand metric tons more CO two than the second place emitter Floyd Mayweather. So yeah, like she's by far the worst. So all these celebrities have been made aware of the climate costs of their private jet use and were asked for comment. But don't worry, Taylor Swift's publicist assured everyone that someone else was just borrowing her plane and it actually wasn't her taking well, no, all those that's, flights. That's not her fault. She just loads the plane out. And again, so those emissions don't count? Those emissions don't count. You've got Taylor Swift's column and then you've got, uh, you know, that guy's that guy that borrowed it's a no-name, so we don't even count. Yeah. yeah, and so, yeah, so... Like, yeah, unless you dis... It, like, I don't know how the, the people can't get this through their heads. Not, unless you dismantle that plane. Right. And it stops moving. Right. You're still responsible for your goddamn private jet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> private jet. <clears throat> the, the, those two words should never have been put together. I know. I know. Fuck. 
Drake had similar sentiments. I don't know if you do. You, do you know who Drake is? Uh, listeners will know who Drake is. <laughs> he had similar sentiments, claiming he wasn't on his private jet when it flew, but it was being moved to different airports. As if these, again, these excuses make the emissions not count or them not responsible for them. And then my question was, I wonder if it's possible to quantify how many of Drake, Travis Scott, and Taylor Swift's very young fans' futures they're torching with these emissions levels. Who cares? I wonder if that could be calculated. Who cares? They get to fly a jet. But they're bringing economic activity Econ- and a night of joy. Yeah. To those concert goers. Yeah. You, you might. <laughs> you, how many more nights? You know, it's going to cost a whole bunch more nights down the road. But tonight you're going to have the best time of your goddamn life because we're cutting your goddamn life short. <laughs> exactly. So this should be considered criminal behavior. Yet we as a society continue to adore, because support and condone. Yeah. The, 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 I'm sorry. There, there needs to be a level where you don't get any more money. You don't get to have a private jet. You don't get to like do these obscene things. You don't get to play around with rockets in your goddamn backyard. Well, yeah. And also like until we have these fucking those poli- reasonable policy regulations that you suggest there, Philip, stop fucking idolizing them. Stop yeah. acting like they're cool. Stop acting like this behavior is OK. Stop supporting these ego maniacal psychos yeah you know and yeah like that's that's all we can i mean and, and come on jesus people. it's such another level of like the, the the rich don't even answer their own questions they have their publicists go out and like try to make lame excuses for i them. know i know they <laughs> like, don't even fucking that they them. can't even take that level of responsibility yeah, and then um, also, I should know, apparently, like, her tour this year, the big tour that she's doing, she, like, oh, she bought, like, twice the the carbon offsets uh, this year for her private jets, like, at the same time that this huge report came out showing that, like, carbon offsets are complete bullshit. Yeah, no, In case you didn't, like, nonsense. already realize, like, just by that, the definition of carbon uh, offset, offset right. that it's complete bullshit. Again, but, it's another cop-out. <laughs> yeah, so she can say, okay, I'm private... Dry, I'm, I, I'm still I, flying my jet. I gotta get around. I gotta make these dates. If you... Dude, bitch, get on... Do a fucking tour bus. Yeah. You could do a tour bus and just get places a little slower and maybe fly to do one flight to different countries. Like there's many things you could do to still like do your tour without making it so, but you are just a, you're an entitled prick. Yeah. Who is just burning the rest of us. Yeah. You just want your like traveling home in the sky and you think you fucking deserve that. And that, so yeah, anyways, yeah, th- this is what is meant by like, we're not going to individual choice our way out of this crisis. I mean, if we were going to do that, well, yeah, I mean. If you're poor, you're not going to individual choice. Ex- exactly. Yeah. The- and poor being under a billionaire. And that. Like, <laughs> if you don't have a billion dollars in the bank right now, I'm sorry, you are poor. And that is how they manipulate this and, and, and I force the burden th- onto the individual. Who yeah, did no. not agree on this fucking system? A lot of us were j- merely born into the system, or the the class we're in, or whatever. And it's just an excuse for business as, as usual. And it's the reason why so many people feel absolutely helpless and stifled and and guilty. Yeah, you know, like when it's the question of like, oh, but Amazon's electric trucks, right? It's like, no, we actually like as a climate solution as climate action like we are going to be way more effective targeting the capitalist class Mm -hmm. which includes 
Bezos and Musk, and it doesn't matter about Bezos's climate pledge arena or all the fucking stupid yeah PR bullshit they do to try to trick us into like acting like they're they're good they're good philanthropists yeah, for everybody. Don't carry water for Bezos. Don't carry water for Musk. Just don't do it. Like Bloomberg's not your friend, <laughs> or any rich motherfucker. Or any like, rich I don't motherfucker. Care. I honestly, I don't care who it and is. I, and I only bring Bloomberg up because he like wrote a he co-wrote a book with the Sierra Club founder or whatever that bullshit was. I know, and he like, was like, he was, just, he he was, was really the, being greenwashed with his like his really brief run for president. Yeah, and people were like, oh, he's the climate candidate he's the cl- when he's, he's like clearly a villain. <laughs> like all he had to do was get on the debate right. stage. And it's, it was like, it's, oh my god, it's the same. It's the same thing. Like Trump supporters <laughs> are like, he's the the anti uh, the anti-establishment something anti-war. Different. He's anti- the anti-war yeah, candidate. Anti-war. Like it doesn't like. No, he's a rich piece of shit. He, he's a rich, narcissistic, psychopathic piece of shit, because they all are. Yeah. That's just the, the mold that they yes. came out of. Yeah, that's how, that's how they are created through the system, or that's how you make it up to that place where they exist in the system, right? Like, you can't be, you can't be a fucking good billionaire. I'm yeah. sorry. No. If you were a good billionaire, you wouldn't have those billions. Yeah. Shitty apocalypse. Shitty apocalypse. (laughs) God damn it. Like shitty farcical apocalypse. But this is the empowerment. This is the empowerment episode. This is where we start taking that little, little ember of hope and blowing on it. Okay. Well, I will say we might actually be at that point. Kind of. We're talking about priorities. We're talking about. (laughs) To be continued. (laughs) (laughs) Ha 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 